Welcome to another episode of Dating Intentionally. I'm Talia, your host and dating app partner in crime. If you're new to the show, welcome. If you're returning, thank you for coming back. On Dating Intentionally, I'm helping you create meaningful connections in a way that truly aligns with your goals and values while having a great time. Dating can be fun. Don't believe me? Keep listening. Today's episode is about making moves, and by moves, I mean moving in with your partner. But first, I want to share some super exciting updates. It's been a minute since I recorded a new episode, and a lot has changed. I took the summer off after selling my company, Workweek Lunch, and as of September 15th, I have started working full-time on dating intentionally. So what does that mean? Well, you can expect regular podcast episodes again each week, and I'm so excited about that. It also means that I'm working on several resources for you to help you in your dating journey and in relationships, and in the meantime, I'm offering dating coaching. I only plan on offering dating coaching through the end of the year, so if you want to work with me one-on-one, head over to my Instagram bio link and you can apply there. I'm on Instagram at dating.intentionally. Right now, I'm only working with people over the age of 26 on all things early stage dating. So if you need help with the dating apps, texting, figuring out your needs, navigating a new relationship, getting back out there after a long break or anything like that, I am so here for you to help. I'm also offering a live workshop on Monday, November 6th at 8 p.m. Eastern on how to overcome dating anxiety. Okay, that's Monday, November 6th. If you want to join, head over to my bio link on Instagram. This is a paid workshop and people who sign up can attend live or get the replay. This workshop will be great if you experience any anxiety that holds you back from making and pursuing connections in your dating life. And I can't wait to see you there. All right, enough of the housekeeping stuff. I am so excited to get into this topic of moving in with a partner. So first, I'm going to talk a little bit about my past experience living with my ex and how that went down. Then I'm going to talk about the eight important questions to get into before you move in with someone. And I'll wrap up with how things are going with my boyfriend after we moved in together. Oh, really quick. We are starting to use my boyfriend's real name. Yes, you are now on a first name basis with my boyfriend who has been nicknamed GB, which stands for green bubble since we first started dating. His name is Johnny. So if you hear me say Johnny, that is my boyfriend. We are not calling him GB anymore. So welcome to the show, Johnny. (laughs) Okay. So I learned a lot in my last experience living with someone. I've lived with a partner before. I moved in with my ex three years after we started dating. We had just come off of one year of long distance while he was deployed, and when he got back, it just made a lot of practical sense to live together because we were both in need of an apartment in New York City, and we had been dating for a while. I was 26 at the time, and he was 28, and it was rough. I'm not going to lie. Like I started going to therapy within four months of us moving together because our communication was so bad. We had your typical like textbook anxious avoidant dynamic. He was avoidant. I remember just feeling really lonely while living with him and like he wasn't a true partner. He wasn't a bad person at all. You know, he loved me and had good intentions. He was a great roommate. It just wasn't the right fit for a romantic partnership and for living together. I don't regret our decision to move in together, but looking back, there are so many things I would have done differently. And I'm glad I had the chance to approach this milestone with more intention in my current relationship. So the first question you want to discuss with your partner is what does moving in together mean for your relationship trajectory? Why are you living together? One big mistake to avoid is making the decision to move mainly due to financial or practical reasons. 
obviously, if you live with someone, you are going to be splitting expenses somehow, and we'll get to that. And that's, I think, a main reason a lot of people move in together. But if you choose to move in primarily to save money and don't discuss what it means for your relationship in the future, you run the risk of cohabitating with someone who doesn't share your goals and vision for the relationship. Logan Yuri, who is the author of How to Not Die Alone, talks about this on her Instagram and other podcasts. She has said it's important to decide instead of slide into this move. Deciding is actively thinking about why you're making the choice to move in and sliding is moving in just because it makes sense financially or it's practical. So what does it mean for your relationship trajectory? Some people wait until they're engaged to move in together, but many cohabitate before engagement and marriage. If you have an opinion on this, you can, you're more than welcome to weigh in and DM me at dating.intentionally on Instagram. There are probably various reasons why a couple would choose to live together, but if you ask me, it's a way to progress a relationship towards marriage or long-term partnership. But I also want to call out that you can be with someone for decades and never live with them. There are many ways to do relationships. After my experience with my ex, I was pretty set on getting engaged before moving in with someone, but Johnny wasn't crazy about that plan. So I told him that if we live together, I expect to be engaged within one year of moving in. He has since told me that he didn't think this was very reasonable, but when I asked him about it, he straight up said, you're allowed to be unreasonable sometimes, baby. (laughs) He also told me that he didn't feel pressure even though I was setting a very clear boundary. He definitely understood my view on this and knew that I was trying to avoid staying with someone who's unsure about our future for too long. And I'm grateful that he agreed to this timing. He's just a very flexible guy. I know that not everyone can approach moving in together like that. I'm lucky I have a lot of flexibility and can live anywhere. If we end up splitting after a year, which we probably won't, moving out of our place and into my own place won't set me back financially. The risk of moving in before marriage is that you basically act like you're married. You're sharing a home and all the responsibilities that come with it, so there is some loss of momentum in the relationship. You might start to wonder, what is the point or what is the rush to get married if you're already just living together? Momentum matters a lot in these decisions, so it can delay that move to get married and then three years later, you realize you've been in the wrong relationship for too long. No matter how you approach it, I think you have to be able to define what moving in together means. To me, it meant that we had the intention of eventually getting married and Johnny feels the same way, but it might mean something different to you. Okay, next question. Who is going to take out the trash? So another conversation you want to have before living with someone is how you are going to manage household stuff. Cleaning, meal planning, grocery shopping, cooking, who makes the bed, who handles a little spider in the bathroom, who gets the meal, takes out the trash, and all that stuff are up for discussion. I mentioned the spider thing because in the first week of living together, a massive fly came into our living room and I had to get Johnny to handle it because I'm terrified of flying bugs. It was not one of my proudest moments, Um, but talk about the stuff before you move in together. And talking about household chores and responsibilities can reveal a lot. You'll learn so much about each other. A lot of this is rooted in our upbringing, so you can gain insight into how household responsibilities were managed in their childhood. When you talk about chores, you can talk about the ones you prefer doing and what you'd rather not do. You can talk about whether or not you'd hire a cleaning service or discuss gender roles and expectations around that if it's something you grew up with. I know it sounds like kind of a drag of a topic, but it's really important to talk through because you don't want to end up fighting with your live-in partner over how they leave their beard trimmings all over the sink. Get into it before living together. 
For us, we spent a lot of time at each other's places before cohabitating, so we knew more or less what we were getting into when it came to chores. We often helped each other out with chores even before living together, things like loading the dishwasher or taking out the trash. Now we manage everything together. I don't think we have a real system, but we either just do it as needed or ask each other for help to make chores go by faster. And we have a monthly cleaning service, which I cannot recommend enough for couples. It is worth every penny. When it comes to food, Johnny and I meal plan together. Something I find hilarious is that Johnny actually created our meal planning spreadsheet, even though I'm an expert meal planner and it was literally my job for seven years. Honestly, it was refreshing to use a different system and his works just fine. We sit down every weekend and plan out lunches and dinners, including who's responsible for cooking dinner. I'm meal prepping for us and you know, that's my jam, but we split dinner responsibilities and go grocery shopping together. We use Google Keep for a shared grocery list we both update throughout the week as we run out of stuff. And we didn't really talk about this as well, we talked about it. You know, you could talk about it in theory before we live together, but then in practice, it might be a little different. I do remember having these discussions before living together. And as it's playing out, it's not quite the same as what we talked about, but it is great. It's just good to talk about so you know what their expectations are and what yours are and how they align or not. The third question is, how will you manage rent and bills? Money is a huge aspect of living together, and as you probably know, it's the source of many arguments. I'm happy to do another episode that dives deeper into this topic, but let's just get into the basics in the context of living together. At this point, you hopefully already know your partner's income and they know yours. So when you talk about living together and dealing with money, you can decide to split things 50-50 or do more of a proportional split based on your incomes if they're super different. For example, if one person is making 50K and the other person is making 175K, it wouldn't be fair to split all the expenses down the middle. You can do a percentage split of all costs based on your incomes or you can divide it by expense like Maybe the higher earner covers rent and the lower earner covers utilities. And then maybe you split groceries or something. There are tons of ways to do it. Just talk it through. Most couples I know don't combine any money until they're married. But in both of my experiences living with a partner, we just created a joint checking account for shared expenses only. I only recommend this if you're splitting expenses 50-50 because then if you break up, you can easily divide any money left over. Also, you really have to trust them if you're combining any money, and I hope that if you're thinking about living with them, you do. I'm not saying this is the best way to go. I just prefer it because I hate having to keep track of who's paying for what and using Venmo to pay each other back all the time. Johnny and I have one joint account that we contribute to monthly to cover rent, bills, subscription, groceries, dining out, dog stuff, our cleaning service, and anything we're both using at home. We have a credit card linked to the account too because I wanted to play the points game. But in the past, my ex and I, you know, we used a debit card. We figured out how much to put in the joint account by adding up our fixed expenses as well as estimates for groceries and restaurant spending. So far, it's been working well and we did absolutely discuss this approach before living together. Another important money conversation you want to have before cohabitating is talking about what you would do if one of you lost their job. What would change about how you manage shared expenses? Whatever you're doing, talk it through, make a plan for how you're going to handle this together. All right, the fourth question. Will you host friends and family? I think this is an overlooked topic sometimes, but it's really important. You and your partner might have different views and priorities around having friends and family at your place. Who's allowed to stay over and when and for how long? How often do you expect to have friends over to hang out? 
do you need to talk about it before having a friend over or can it just happen whenever? I watched my parents struggle with this growing up, so I guess I am more sensitive to this. My dad loves hosting. When he got his own house after their divorce, he started hosting family and friends all the time. People are constantly visiting him from overseas and staying with him for weeks at a time. My mom, on the other hand, you know, rarely has people staying over. They're just very different in that way. So get into those expectations and desires when it comes to your social life as a couple before you move in together. All right, the fifth question. On the other side, how much alone time do you need? Very important to talk about. I just want to say up front that needing alone time in a relationship is normal. This is another area that could potentially cause a ton of tension when living with someone. Talk about how much time you need to be by yourself and when you would typically want alone time. Is it on weekends, on weeknights? What do you like to do when you're alone? If you don't set any of these expectations, you run the risk of upsetting your partner when you all of a sudden need alone time or the other way around. It could be a huge surprise if you start living with someone expecting to hang out every day only to find that they need more space than you thought. I'm glad that our apartment is two floors because it's easy to feel alone when we're both home. Johnny's upstairs playing video games and I'm on downstairs on the couch watching reality TV. <laughs> uh, I also get alone time when I work out or get my nails done and stuff like that. Alone time doesn't only happen at home. This is something we definitely talked about before living together and I'm glad we did even though there hasn't been any surprises or anything like that, but it's good to just lay it out. Like get all those expectations out on the table like into the open so you can talk them through. All right, the sixth question. What will you do to keep your relationship interesting? Another risk of living together is that your significant other will feel more like a roommate if you don't make an effort to keep things romantic. I absolutely experienced that with my ex and it wasn't fun. He was a great roommate, but there was just no romance at all. Talk with your partner about how you'll keep the romance alive. Will you have date nights? If yes, how often? And what counts as a date night? Like what kind of activities? How often do you expect or hope to have sex? Will anything about how you celebrate birthdays, anniversaries, or holidays change? Will you go to bed and get up at the same time? What are the ways you can make each other feel loved when living together? This is when the love language conversation becomes so important. When you live with someone, you have way more opportunities to make them feel special. So you want to take advantage of knowing this information and making them feel special as much as possible. So make sure you know your partner's love languages before you move in together. Before we decided to live together, I told Johnny that one of my biggest fears in a relationship is like being that couple that sits on the couch every single night of watching TV, not talking to each other, like sitting on opposite sides of the couch. That's what I had with my ex. It was like the only thing we did together and I absolutely hated it. So we did talk about what we wanted to do during the week and we have a weekly date night. We make a point to carve out time for sex and physical intimacy every week. Sometimes we forego the TV and do another activity or just talk because like I said, I just can't stand watching TV every single night. One thing I really enjoy that we do is just reading on the couch together while cuddling with coconut. We also plan trips, which to me is the elite level of keeping romance alive. Like travel is so important to me. So I don't know about you, but I always need something to look forward to. And that just means a lot to me. So talk about it. Like how are you going to make things feel special when you are just in that like mundane routine day-to-day -day part of your lives? All right. The seventh question is... What happens if you break up? 
This is not a fun topic to get into, but let's be realistic. It can happen to any couple, whether you're married or not. So let's say you move in with your partner and then after some time you decide to split. This one is tricky because you can talk about hypotheticals all day, but when it comes down to it, they might say, act, or feel differently, and so will you. Still, it's a good idea to get into what their views are on breaking up if you live together. Would you cohabitate until a lease runs out or just break it? How would you figure out the furniture you bought together? Stuff like that. It's always a lot harder to end a relationship once you live together, so it's worth talking about just in case. All right, eighth question. What about pets? If one of you has a pet and you're moving in together, obviously you want to make sure no one is allergic to this pet. It would really suck if you had a cat and your partner is allergic. So definitely talk about pets. And if you are able to live with them, talk about responsibilities. If you or they are coming into the relationship with an existing pet, then and then you move in together, what changes? Do you now share responsibilities or not? What about pet costs? Do you share those now too or not? Now that we live together, Johnny and I are pretty much 50-50 on pet responsibilities. We discussed this at length before living together, and it is playing out exactly how we talked about. So we both walk and feed Coconut, but when it comes to cuddling, she definitely prefers him. We also split Coco's expenses like grooming, boarding, and food, and so far, it's just working out really well. I think Coconut likes having two humans to herself. She's very much an only dog. All right. So another question that comes up, like those those eight ones I think are like really mandatory, but you can also talk about this question. What about the actual moving process? So before you move in together, talk about what kind of space you want. Are you going to move into a new place together or will one of you move into the other's place? Talk about what you need, like what your non-negotiables are in a space and also what you don't care about. Make a list together and compare. So Johnny and I moved from Seattle to Mountain View because he got a job at NASA. So we signed a lease for an apartment a month before we can actually move. And so it's always like a little risky. (laughs) But we found this perfect place in our budget with everything we were looking for. So we just jumped on it. We found it on Zillow and everything there was pretty smooth, like that whole process. I rented most places I lived in without actually seeing it in person. And it has always worked out fine. Moving two apartments into one apartment was not easy. We worked with a company that I actually had planned on partnering with to get a discount on my move. No, it wasn't Roadway, but they did such a bad job that I canceled the partnership. All of our stuff made it from Seattle to Mountain View in one piece, but the process itself was so stressful. Basically, we both had individually packed up our places and made sure we weren't doubling up on furniture and appliances like we got rid of his air fryer because mine is better and then we drove down separately it was a two-day drive and luckily johnny had two weeks off between jobs so we could just focus on moving in getting furniture and unpacking it was really special to have that time together to focus on creating our shared space while we weren't working and i loved it all right another topic that's relative to this is when do you start talking about moving in with someone? I guess a short answer to this is like around four months to a year of being in a relationship. When you initially start talking about it though, it can be super general. Like asking them, do you ever see yourself living with a partner? Or at what point in a relationship would you want to move in with someone? It's good to just compare notes on this sooner than later because if you say you want to live with someone after a year of dating, and they say after five years of dating, well, there's going to be an issue. So initially, you just want to see how different or how similar each of your approaches are to cohabitating. 
after you get a sense for when each of you would want to make the move and why you would be doing it, then you can actually talk about making that move and the timing of it. I think Johnny and I started talking about living together hypothetically around five months in, and then he formally asked me if I would move in with him around then too. It was really cute. But since we knew that it wouldn't happen until the summer with his job switch, we had tons of time to talk about our timelines for living together, engagement, marriage, kids, and all that. We had all of the conversations I talked about in this episode before we signed a lease together. So now I'm going to get into like the update of how things are going. And I'm also going to throw in a little Q&A at the end about this topic because I got some questions on Instagram. I'm going to answer them. So Johnny and I now live together just over two months and it's going really well. Big surprise, right? That was sarcasm. Um, The place we're renting together is a good size for us with three bedrooms. It's close to Johnny's work and we have a little yard. As roommates, I feel like we're both a tiny bit messy, but actively try to keep things on the tidier side. I think it's more laziness than messiness. There hasn't really been any surprises. And I think it's because we spent so much time at each other's places before We were spending every weekend together at his or my apartment, so he already knew I load the dishwasher like a psychopath, and I already knew he loves to decompress by playing video games and stuff like that. The main new thing in our relationship is managing a household together. Cooking, cleaning, buying groceries, managing joint expenses, coconut, and all the other stuff that comes with having roommates and sharing spaces, like that's all new. So far, it's been easy. The transition has definitely had some clunky moments, but we've been able to communicate through everything, which again, wasn't a surprise because we had already communicated through a lot during the one year we had together before moving in. We started doing check-ins every other week instead of once a month, and that has been really helpful. If you want to learn more about check-ins, go back to the episode called All About Relationship Check-Ins and How to Do Them, which I posted on March 10th of 2023. We also have a weekly date night as well as weekly dinner at home with our friends who happen to live down the street. So that's super fun. Compared to my last situation when I live with my ex, it's like night and day, but mostly it's because of our relationship and communication. I experienced so much resentment in my last relationship, especially when living together. There was a lot more crying alone over the kitchen sink in secret, but not this time around. One of the top reasons I chose my boyfriend other than his amazing sense of humor and good looks, is how he acts in the face of conflict. Whenever we have tough conversations, he almost always reaches out and holds my hand through it. He makes eye contact with me. He speaks to me in a calm tone of voice and actually listens instead of getting defensive for the most part. That's one of the main differences I noticed between living with my ex and living with Johnny. Everything is easier because we are solid at communicating. Listen, If your communication is strained with your partner before living together, moving in is not going to help it. So ultimately, I love living with Johnny and I feel really happy with our decision. Yes, we are still on track to getting engaged within this first year of living together, which is really exciting, but we're not really thinking about it now, but I know that it's going to happen. So that's great. Now I'm going to answer some questions from Instagram about this topic, just in case we there are still some things we didn't cover. Okay, so this question comes in. This person writes, living with your partner and a roommate, doable or a bad idea? So I do think that this is doable. You know, everyone's financial situation is a little different. Housing costs are very expensive. So if you have a roommate and you're living with someone and you have enough space for it, like it's a spacious two bedroom with a living room and kitchen, everything like fine. I think as long as it's temporary, I think it's totally doable. Not the most comfortable, but it makes sense in some situations. 
Um, someone asked me, what was your thought process on moving in before engagement? So like I said earlier, I really wanted to get engaged before living together, but our timing didn't align with that very well. And Johnny just wasn't going for it. And I and I get I get both sides. I get the perks of living together before getting married, you know, seeing how you actually handle communicating around the household stuff and managing a household together is really important. It would suck to get engaged and married, move in and then realize that your communication is trash when you're roommates. So I get like why people do that before marriage. On the other hand, it does slow down the relationship momentum and the progression of that. So that's why I had that one year, I hate to say it, but deadline of like, if after a year of living together, we don't know that if we want to get married, that is a deal breaker. Like that's just not going to work for me at 31. So like, I think that was my compromise and it is pretty demanding and it's a lot of pressure. But luckily I found someone who was willing to go through with that with me. Also, you know, Johnny never lived with anyone before, so I I get it. He just wanted to try it out. I understand. Someone asked me, um, splitting finances, what is shared? I want to maintain some money on my own as a woman. So like I said earlier, like you don't have to combine all your finances. You can open up a joint checking account with a debit card and just transfer enough like between the two of you to cover your shared expenses like rent and utilities, internet, all that stuff. So you still have all your money to yourself, your income, you're only contributing and combining your shared expenses. Another question, when is it too soon? Should family and friends have met them before moving in? It depends on the situation. Like if your family lives in a different country and you've been dating someone for a while and they haven't visited or you just haven't had a chance to to have that meeting, it's probably fine. I don't think that your parents have to meet someone before you choose to live together. I think that Moving in, the earliest would be like nine months um, of dating. That's what I would say. But again, there are no rules to this. Like, if you, like I've heard of couples moving in after three weeks of dating. <laughs> so yeah, this is up to you. You know, obviously use some common sense. Don't rush into things. But I do think, you know, around nine months is probably a, an appropriate time to start at the very least thinking about it. So someone asked me, how do you make the decision to do this if you're afraid of the commitment? And how do you think about it? So this is why you have all these conversations, right? You are not jumping into this. You don't trip and fall into cohabitating with your partner. It's something you can talk through, have all the conversations, talk about what you're scared of with your partner. Like at that point, you hopefully have the foundation and trust built that you can express your fears to them and what you're really scared of and you can address it together. It is scary, but at the same time, this is part of why I love renting and I would never buy a house with someone (laughs) that I wasn't married to. Like, you know, buying a house with your boyfriend or girlfriend is really risky. So if you're renting, it's pretty easy to get out of it if you had to. So it's it sucks, but it's a lot easier than buying a house. So renting, talking about it, making that leap, you know, finding someone that you trust enough to make that leap with. All right, the last one. How do you decide whose stuff to keep? artwork and everything, it doesn't match. <laughs> so there are a couple of approaches to this. I think you have to take the temperature of who cares more, right? And in a relationship, there's usually one person who cares more than the other and whoever cares more gets to win this one. That's my advice. I mean, other people might have different takes on this, but if like you care way more about the decor than he does, then you can figure out how to donate his art or maybe like 
you know, in my situation where we have three bedrooms, a lot of Johnny's art that was a little different <laughs> um, ended up in his office, right? He has like a massive Arnold Schwarzenegger, like Terminator poster that's in his office. So <laughs> I don't have to see it every day. You know, that's, those, those, those are two different approaches. Like you just, if you care more, you get, you get the power over it um, or just find a, a little corner of the house for his art <laughs> where you don't have to see it every day. If you have any other questions about moving in with someone, you can DM me on Instagram at dating.intentionally. Thank you so much for listening. I hope to see you at my next workshop on November 6th about how to overcome dating anxiety. All the information is in my bio link on Instagram and I will catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.